Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In lesson 19 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to see that Lazarus is raised from the dead and that Jesus receives children. So, two parts again. First, Lazarus raised from the dead. You may find this recorded in John 11, verses 1 through 53. Then, secondly, Jesus receives children, and that is recorded in Mark 10, verse 13 through 16. So, first, Lazarus raised from the dead. John 11, verse 1 through 53. In Bethany, a small village just outside of Jerusalem, lived Mary and Martha. Jesus would usually stay with them when he came to Jerusalem because Mary and Martha loved Jesus and Jesus loved them, not just with a human love, but Mary and Martha also had received grace to believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, the Messiah, to come. And they had a brother named Lazarus. Now this Lazarus is sick unto death. And the sisters begin to think that if Jesus was here, he could heal him. And therefore, they send a message to Jesus, a message that they are sure Jesus will understand. He whom thou loveth is sick. And Jesus is in Galilee at this time. And so, Although the sisters thought that Jesus would come immediately because he loved Lazarus, yet Jesus remains for two more days in Galilee. And then he says to his disciples, Come, let us go to Judea. Oh, when the disciples hear this, they are afraid. And they say it to Jesus. They say, What? To Judea, the last time that you were there, they wanted to stone you. Why would you go there again? 
That's not safe. But then Jesus says, Lazarus sleepeth, and I will go to raise him from his sleep. Now, Jesus knew that Lazarus had died, and Jesus was referring to the sleep of death, that he would raise Lazarus from that sleep of death. But the disciples thought that Jesus meant physically sleeping. And we know that a sick person who is sleeping, uh, that is recovery. He is uh, getting better. And so they say as well to Jesus, well, if he sleepeth, then we don't need to go because he's going to get better. It is well. And then Jesus says to them, Lazarus is dead. <clears throat> and I am glad that I was not there that you may see and believe and glorify me. But he says, we will go to him now. We will raise him from the dead and you will see the glory of the Son of God. Oh, then Thomas says, come, we will go with him. But Thomas is that doubting disciple, and hear what he says. Then we shall all die with him. They honestly believed the worst, that Jesus' life was in danger, because the opposition to Jesus was increasing all the time. And so they go on their journey to Bethany, and of course, that takes some time to get from Galilee to Bethany in Judea. And by the time that they come near Bethany, Lazarus has already been dead and buried for four days. But when Martha hears that Jesus is coming, oh, we can well understand that there is a news that spreads quickly when Jesus is traveling and so she hears that Jesus is coming. And then she leaves the home and she goes to meet Jesus. And then she says to him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, Lazarus would not have died. Mary, Martha knew uh, that Jesus had power and she believed it because she says, but I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it. Because you are the Son of God, come to do the will of God. And so, deep down, I believe there was a hope in Martha that Jesus would do a miracle. And then Jesus says to Martha, Thy brother will rise again. Martha says, yes, I know. I believe in the resurrection of the dead. I believe that on that last day when the trumpet will sound, uh, then the dead will all rise. Those out of the grave and those out of the ocean, they shall all rise. Uh, they shall all appear before the judge and the final judgment and they shall receive a new body. And those that are born again, that have received grace, 
they shall enter into heaven with soul and body. And so she testifies that she understands and believes the resurrection of the dead. But then Jesus goes on to instruct her and he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me shall live. Jesus says, I have that power to raise from the dead. I will suffer and I will die and I will raise from the dead. But so it will be through my power that the dead shall hear the voice of God and rise. Then Martha says, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God. There is her confession. And then as she goes to call her sister Mary, and she says, come, the master has come, and he is calling for you. And then Mary also goes to meet Jesus. And she falls down at the feet of Jesus, weeping. Oh, when Jesus sees her and that multitude of people who are uh, surrounding them, weeping because of the death of Lazarus, oh, then it says he groaned in the spirit. And then he asks, where have you buried him? And so they take Jesus along to the cave where they have buried Lazarus. And then we read that Jesus wept. Oh, that is the shortest verse in the Bible. But yet it is such an important verse because there we read that Jesus wept. That's his human nature. His divine nature cannot weep. But his human nature, he is sad also for the death of Lazarus because he loved him and that love was also a human love. And so they, people even see this and they say, see how he loved Lazarus. Could he not have come so that he could have made him better? Oh, they did not fully understand Jesus' power and Jesus' intent. But then Jesus says, take away the stone. Oh, when Martha hears this, as she says, but Lord, by now he stinketh. He has been dead for four days already. And then Jesus says, dost thou not believe? And if thou wilt believe, thou wilt see the glory of God. That is what I already said before, and I say it again. If you believe, you shall see the glory of God. Then they rolled that stone away, and they took it away. And Jesus raised his eyes to heaven. And then he prays, and listen, he says, Father, I thank thee that thou hearest me always. And he says, I pray this so the people might believe. He did not need to remind God the Father. No, he does this so the people will hear his prayer and they will believe. And then Jesus cries out, 
with a loud voice, and he says, Lazarus, come forth. And look, there comes Lazarus, walking out of the cave, in his grave clothes. Oh, then Jesus says, loose him. And there stands Lazarus, alive and well. Oh, when the people that are surrounding see this, then many believe in Jesus and in his power. But there are also some who go to Jerusalem to tell the Pharisees what has happened. And oh, when the Pharisees hear this, then they gather together as a council and they begin to discuss and they ask, what must we do? What shall we do with this man? Because if he continues to perform these miracles, all the people will believe him and all the people will follow him and then the Romans will become angry and then the Romans will destroy our nation. And then Caiaphas, who is the high priest at that time, he stands up and he gives counsel, not understanding himself that that counsel is of God, but he says, it is better for one man to die than for the whole nation to perish. All notice, because one man will die, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, so that his people will not perish, but will have life everlasting. And so from this time on, we see that the Pharisees took counsel to put Jesus to death. Then in part two, we turn to Jesus receives children. In Mark 10, verse 13 through 16, Jesus and his disciples are along the way when some mothers bring their children to Jesus, asking him to touch them and to bless them. Oh, when the disciples see this, they rebuke those parents and they say, go away with your children. Can't you see that Jesus is busy? And why would Jesus take time for your children? But when Jesus hears this, he is displeased. And he says, suffer the little children to come unto me. Forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Oh, Jesus says, we must all become as a little child to be instructed, to be led. Otherwise, uh, we will not enter into that kingdom of God. Oh, we must be born again and then we must grow as little children in that faith. And so Jesus also is teaching us that children will also enter into heaven. He says, suffer the children to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of God. But he is emphasizing that as Christians, as his people, we must become as little children, dependent upon him, for food and for instruction and for leading in all the ways of our life. And then Jesus takes these children in his arms 
and he lays his hands upon them and he blesses them. Oh, what a lesson for us that our parents may also bring their children to Jesus in prayer every day to lay the needs of our children before the Lord. But parents will also bring their children to Jesus when they baptize them, uh, because then God will establish that covenant. He will include them in the covenant promise, and then they may plead upon that promise that Jesus would wash and cleanse them and prepare them for eternal glory. Oh, that we may learn to know something of that blessing of knowing Jesus. Thank you.